Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash RS. Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where a fired employee destroys his former employer's company. Our next Reddit post is from Kibu Fox. This isn't my story. I was present for it, sure, but I didn't see all of it personally. Rather, this is my father's story. So, some context. My father had a degree in mechanical engineering. It was either a master's or a doctorate. It had taken him years to get, and he was very proud of it. Thanks to his training, he had found his way working for many well-known companies, working primarily with the procedures used to make various things. Over time, he'd privately began working on an idea that would revolutionize how school and gym lockers worked. See, my father realized that there was a problem with those type of metal lockers. Namely, it was very easy for a person to break into them. What's more, with the way that lockers used to be designed, there were multiple moving exposed parts, which meant that if a student put too many books on top of one, the locker could just be jammed shut, making it almost impossible to open. So, for several years, my dad toyed with a number of ideas before hitting on a new design which would solve all these problems. The inner workings of the locker's locking mechanism would be contained within the door in such a way that, one, it would be impossible for someone to break into, and two, the entire mechanism would be enclosed, and three, it was relatively maintenance-free. Now, at this point, my father was the vice president of manufacturing, and apparently there wasn't a clause in his contract that said that if he designed anything while working for the company, then he had to turn that over to them for profit. Dad still approached the company, offering to sell them the design, but they weren't interested. Dad sat on the design for a while before eventually just taking out several patents on them and then forgetting about them. About six months after his first attempt at getting the company to buy his patent, the parent company's owner of the board passed away, and the board opted to sell some of their holdings. The company that my dad worked for was part of that. The new owners were young guys who seemed to think that they knew everything, as young business owners always seem to think. They set about changing 99% of the way that things were being done. At some point, they stumbled across the plans that my father had designed. Now, this is where things turned curious. They really wanted to start producing this new design, but since they didn't have all the plans and processes laid out for the new lockers, they had to turn to my father for answers. Rather than asking him how to do it or licensing the patents, they ordered my father to turn over all his work, or else they would fire him. Dad stood his ground and refused. The new owners and my father went back and forth, arguing over details for several weeks before finally the new owners fired my father for insubordination. So, on to the revenge. 
After clearing out his office and packing things into the trunk of his car, my father headed home and made a few phone calls. He must have gone through eight or nine different calls before he got in touch with someone who was interested in what he had to say. See, my dad was under no illusions that the company that had just fired him was going to just make those patented lockers on their own. He also knew that even though the company itself was relatively small, the owners had money and there was no way that he could fight them. However, a larger company could. So, my father contacted his old employer's major competitors and made them an offer. He eventually set up a meeting with some people, wheeled out the prototype he'd made, explained how everything worked, and noted that his new systems could completely revolutionize the way that lockers were both designed and improve their safety and security. What's more, since he was the only patent holder, then for the next seven years or so, the company that hired him could be the only company to produce these lockers. The competitor jumped at the chance and bought the patents for both the design and the process. They even paid my dad a substantial consultant fee to go out to their manufacturing site and teach their crews how to make the needed tool and die sets to produce these new lockers. Less than six months after the first company had fired my dad, this new competitor was completely destroying my dad's old employer in the market with this new design. And there wasn't a damn thing that the first company could do about it. They did try suing my father, claiming he had stolen their intellectual property, but that case quickly evaporated when they had to admit under oath that they never actually signed a contract with them. And also, there was no requirement that he turn over any patent that he created to the company. Because of the second company's success with these lockers, they were able to move into new markets that were previously closed to them. My dad's first company soldiered on, but by the time the patent had finally expired, they were a shadow of their former selves. The owners of the old company had to sell their company at a loss, with the competitor buying it only to then immediately shut down their facility due to redundancy. This put maybe 200 people out of work, though given how much business they'd lost, I wager that it was far less than that. So yeah, the new guys didn't want to pay ball, so they threatened the guy who held the patents on something that they wanted to do, and then fired him, only to have him take everything to their competitor and effectively put them out of business. Our next Reddit post is from Dr. Diarrhea. This story isn't about me, but a guy that I worked with about 10 years ago. I worked with a guy who really stuck it to his ex-wife. When I met him, he was working in a sporting goods store making 8 bucks an hour. He really wasn't like the other retail monkeys. He was older, well-groomed, well-spoken, and clearly educated. One night after work, he gets into his car, and I couldn't help but notice that it was a very, very nice new Jaguar. I asked him how he could afford that car, and he explained it to me. He had been a senior VP at a well-known Fortune 50 company, pulling in $300,000 a year with bonuses and stock options. He was married, but the marriage fell apart, and in the divorce, she demanded that she get the house and 40% of his wages. He and his lawyer somehow managed to get her to agree to let him keep the house in exchange for 75% of his pay. However, the agreement didn't specify a dollar figure or an employer. As soon as she took the settlement, he quit his job and looked for a minimum wage job. She gets 75% of nearly nothing now. He had other money stashed away, so he didn't even need this part-time job, and he had the house and the equity in it as well. Also, they never had kids, so there was no child support, just alimony. 
She was furious, of course, and tried to re-sue him but failed at least once. And when she claimed that the settlement wasn't keeping her in the lifestyle that she was accustomed to, he simply told the judge that the divorce was traumatic to him and he could no longer do his old job as a result. So, as a result, she wasn't able to get out of the deal. I'm not sure how it all ended, but I thought that it was brilliant, if not crazy spiteful. He was a good employee too, good with customers, showed up on time, no BS absenteeism or anything like that. He claimed that he loved each payday because it reminded him of how little she was getting. Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole, more like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Our next Reddit post is from Not Budging Throwaway. I consider myself a decent person and an above average employee. I worked for a medical office directly under a doctor for almost two years, and I was consistently facing issues with him from the start. He was aloof, unhelpful, and he didn't want to train or help establish protocol. He just wanted me to run everything and take the fall for anything that went wrong. He was married with kids, but he flirted and slept with numerous patients and staff members. This isn't unheard of in this field, so I often just kept my nose down and tried to do my best at my job regardless of the doctor's after-hour activities. Problems started to arise more and more though as he hired people based on looks and his attraction to them versus their qualifications to do the job. I tolerated a lot of BS. But the last straw was when he wanted me to do some somewhat illegal activities financially and when I refused, the games began. 
I could sense that he was unhappy with my unwillingness to do whatever he wanted me to willy-nilly, but I didn't think that he was upset enough to justify punishing me or trying to get rid of me in any way. Then, literally all hell broke loose after a minor procedure that I had him do for me. We were in good standing, or so I thought, and I thought nothing of having him do it at the time. What sucked royally is that he botched my procedure and caused permanent damage. That wasn't even the worst part. The way he dealt with it was. Instead of apologizing and offering to make it right, to which I'm pretty understanding and would have accepted, he denied that anything was even wrong or had happened under his care. He went into total cover-your-own-butt mode and methodically started to try to get rid of me without firing me, because then it would have been wrongful termination. The tension was becoming more and more unbearable each day. I was hoping that he would make it right and we could move on, but instead, every day was full of scrutiny about my choices and work, and I even had a write-up for a minor offense that I had no prior warning about. I could see the writing on the wall and realize that he was going to wash his hands of me as quickly as possible to preserve his precious reputation, which I could definitely disrupt now with his mistake on me. I noticed shortly later, while I was on a planned vacation, that he was advertising for my job. I decided to quit then and there instead of being fired. I was trying to fix the botched surgery prior to quitting and hoping that he would help out financially, but nope, not gonna happen. I told him I was quitting, and since we were under very abnormal circumstances, that I wouldn't be offering my typical two-week notice. He was pissed. He was late with my last paycheck, in which he sent me a snide letter telling me that he was done with me and my care with him. I noticed that the check was short for two sick days that I'd taken after the botched surgery. We were only talking about 275 bucks, but it was still enough money that I felt rightfully owed. I had a ton of sick pay left, and I hadn't even given it a second thought until now, and I thought that maybe he just forgot to add it? Nope. He curtly responded, saying that I hadn't accumulated enough time to pay for the days. I asked to see proof of that, because I knew I had enough time. He changed the accumulation date to another month and said, Tough luck, I'm not gonna pay. I told him that this was blatantly wrong, and I would have to report it to the labor board if he couldn't show me proof. He just bullied me even further, insisted that he wasn't going to pay, and said, Tough luck. He even told me to stop contacting him, or he would report me for harassment to law enforcement. So, I went to the labor board. I brought in my contract, and I asked them about numerous questionable offenses. The labor board couldn't believe how many sketchy things that were actually going on. They had me file for each of the offenses, and they said they would send us both a letter letting us know the mediation date. I got the letter in the mail from the labor board, and I almost fell over dead right then and there. What was originally a $275 complaint was now $6,500. I laughed hysterically, and at first, I couldn't believe it. I thought about the doctor receiving the same letter that day, and I just reveled at that thought. Keep in mind that up until this point, the doctor didn't know that I had actually gone to the labor board like I'd promised. He didn't think that I would do it. He thought that he had won up until this point. Mediation day rolls around, and the doctor sits across from me with the mediator there, and the doctor is steaming under the pressure now. We both share our sides of the story. The doctor lied about numerous things, of course. Then we talked separately with the mediator. The mediator explained to me that my case might be hard to prove because it was somewhat he said, she said. 
the mediator encouraged me to basically take whatever the doctor offers. Before leaving the room with the mediator, I bring up one more thing to her that I was unsure of and didn't ask about before. It involved the doctor not paying me overtime, and the mediator lit up like a damn Christmas tree. Bingo. With that type of offense and me being able to show verifiable proof, the doctor would have to pay the penalty starting at $6,000 on top of whatever the judge added after that. The mediator told the doctor about the new claim, and the doctor fumed out of the building, saying that I shouldn't be able to add anything at this point, which was completely false, and that he had to speak with his lawyer. Weeks later, I got an updated letter in the mail with the new total, $9,600. I just about die from laughing and just basking in the thought of him getting this new claim. During this whole process, I hadn't heard anything from him, but now, suddenly, there's an email from him in my inbox in the sweetest tone that I've ever heard him speak. He pleaded with me that he never meant to withhold anything from me and that he would like to settle all this peacefully outside of course. Of course he would, I thought to myself. I forwarded the email to our mediator and told her that I didn't want to respond to his email and I asked her to deal with him and to let him know that I wanted to continue the no contact that he requested earlier. Weeks go by and we're creeping closer to a court date. Suddenly, the offer rolls in for $4,000 and he'll settle. I tell the mediator to tell the doctor, nope, $6,000. There's silence for another week or two. Then the offer of $5,000 comes in. That was the number I was hoping for, so I waited a couple of days just to shake him up a bit more, and the mediator let him know that I'd accept it. I received the payoff within a week, and then I got to wash my hands of him in the end. He thought that he could cheat me and bully me, as I'm pretty sure that he's gotten away with it in the past. I gave him a swift lesson that could have just cost him 275 bucks to do the right thing. But now, I'm going on vacation to Hawaii and will sip a Mai Tai on his dime for trying to take back what I'd rightfully earned and more. OP, that's a great start, but after taking his money in the settlement, now you should hire a lawyer and sue for malpractice for the botched procedure. Because you know what's better than taking a doctor's money? Taking his medical license. That was our slash pro revenge. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.